afternoon, good evening, and great balls of fire. We have got a special guest this, this afternoon, evening, whenever you're watching it. I uh, hope you're all well. I don't know when this is going out. We hopefully have had a really lovely time at the Unlock Reset Festival. If we put it out before it, for some reason, it's on Bank Holiday, August Bank Holiday, in lots of venues across town. If this has gone out after it, it was in lots of venues in town. Hopefully, it, you know, it was all good. What can I say? Thank you for everyone involved and thank you for your support. Right, when I said special guests, uh, everyone's special in their own way, but not everyone has written books and stuff and is an engineer and all sorts of interesting things. I'm obviously not very well able to talk, um, essentially, so I will hand over in a minute. But before I do, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm so crap at this. I was going to reach down and get it and talk about it. I'll talk about it. I'm going to introduce you first. Claire. Dr. Claire Hinsley. How lovely to meet you again, because we met in our sharp, the social hub of positivity, and I was um, quite uh, inspired. Should I just say inspired by meeting you? So, would you like to tell these good people a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm really pleased that I found you because I'm so impressed with everything that you've done here. It's um, it's right down my street, and I think it's absolutely brilliant with the children and the support and the community. Um, I think it's wonderful, and I'm really pleased. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's an absolute pleasure, but thank you for saying that as well, because uh, it's, yeah, it's obviously a big team effort, but, um, yeah, we do our best, and if it attracts good people like you, then that's also a benefit, because as I think I've said it to you a lot of the time, and rightly so, we're talking to people who might have certain challenges in life, uh, particularly in the shop in Emory Gate. And we also talk to lots of people who are artists and we combine all those things and this is why you're here. Tell us more. What's the doctor in? So the doctor is in philosophy uh, and I have a master's in metaphysics. Um, I also have a degree in uh, product design, um, sort of engineering. So I, I sort of went through the social route of um, the engineering route and I had lots of battles being female. Um, not so much the case this day and age, but when I was doing it uh, back in 2000, it, it was a little bit of a different story. Uh, I was the only female in the class, and people used to tell me that I shouldn't be there. Um, which actually sort of made me go fight. <laughs> no, I'm going to prove you wrong. Uh, I like to prove people wrong. Uh, so I did engineering for a while, I learned lots of skills, uh, made lots of friends, um, really, really good, uh, really enjoyed it. And then, but throughout my whole life I've been really interested in crystals and energy and spirituality, not really any particular religion as such, but just generally. And then I thought, the engineering career, I want to help people, so uh, I can't really do that making rings for turbochargers uh, so I'd like to uh, increase my studies and go down the met metaphysics route and that just opened my mind and my heart and I started writing books. I'm really pleased that you said our first conversation you found inspiring because that's all I want to do. Uh, I want to make other people realise how inspired I've become 
over the last few years and I'd like to enlighten that within other people because when you have this inner confidence and inner strength you can tackle anything and it really doesn't matter what it is uh, and everything is a learning experience so I, I enjoy everything. Could you maybe explain for those of us me obviously included I kind of do know a little bit about metaphysics but can you elaborate on that aspect just so that people are either scratching their heads or looking at Google going what's metaphysics? So metaphysics basically it, it asks you to tackle the questions of who you are, where you've been, where you're going and generally a, a sense of presence. Um, I, I like to use the example of if you were to go into a shop and buy a baby grow size 6 to 9 months, uh, you can't guarantee that that is going to fit your 6 month old because they might be an extra long baby. So if you group people into areas, then you're really limiting them. So metaphysics is really a, a self-experimenting, learn about yourself because we're all individuals, we all have individual traits and it's really about studying yourself, yourself and learning how you react and splitting the difference between your instinctive self and your environmental self, which has been created for you by your environment, which would be um, <coughs> the teachers, your parents, previous generations. Uh, some people, uh, well, most people, I think, most children, when they get a little bit older, they think, I want to do completely the opposite to what my parents have done. Because they did the best that they could do. With what they had in the context, yeah. Yes, but as, as children you think, no, I'm, I'm going to do completely the different. Mm. So that is a very much an environmental self. They taught you, as you say, to the best of your ability, but you want to sort of improve on that. You want to increase that. They always say, like in, in um, Zen and in the Masters, where you've got all the Buddhas and uh, that sort of thing, you're trying to bring somebody up so that they surpass you. Oh, absolutely. That's an interesting, interesting concept, isn't it? Because a lot of the times, and I think um, Kahil, however you pronounce him, Kahil Brown, how do you say it? Khalil Khalil Gibran. You know what I'm talking about? No. The prophet. You don't know who you're talking about. Really? Wow, you've got a great. You're, you're uh, either level or you well, I don't know. But um, about the idea about you, your children, for instance, not being mini use, about them being the, the, the arrows that we shoot into the future. Yeah. We try and make them, give them the most support, and, and, and all, but they are of the future. And overcoming that sense of ego. And keep out again, Ed. Maybe right. start yourself. Hey, man, everyone's working on some side, or are they? Because that's the other thing. Where is it taught in schools that about self-awareness and then about awareness within the context of other people, i.e., relationships? So, relationship with yourself and relationship with other people. Why don't we talk about relationships in school? Why do we all struggle with our mental health? Because actually, fundamental relationships. Because they're both of those things. They're I'm sure there are more things, but the, the idea of the of the, the the self that you and your instinctive self, which feels and sends signals to you to say, oh, "Wait a minute, this isn't quite how I think it should be," and then the environment itself. Well, I'm going along with this because I want to fit in, and I think I'm expected to do this. The norms and expected values of society, which, if they're based 
on truth, I guess, and, and true need, then everyone should be cool. But unfortunately, a lot of, certainly the Western world, I think most of the world, has been corrupted by the idea that somehow what we achieve is out there. Yeah. Um, even in organised religion, it's bizarre, isn't it? You see some of these religions, the Catholic... Um, I was I was indoctrinated into the Irish Catholic, and there's a big difference between the Irish Catholic and the Roman Catholic, trust me. Um, and it ain't just the food. But it's, you know, to have to have the Vatican, which is its own country, in the centre of a, another country's capital, and that wealthy, and all the other stuff about... Goodness, what am I going to now? Because I'm just shut talking. But anyway, I'm really intrigued to hear more. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, carry I, on. I, I know, I know what you mean when you talk uh, about the Vatican. You know that they've got in storage uh, these carriages uh, that are meant to be drawn by horses uh, made of gold. Uh, yet you've got poor people mm. on the street. Um, you know, where yeah, is the balance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, how people? I mean, I, I say this a lot. I used to write an article for our local newspaper as well, and say all these things. I always felt I was the emperor's new cl- kid in the emperor's new clothes, going like, "Guys, are you serious? Like, royalty in this country, Prince Andrew." You know, I'm sorry to keep reminding people of those things. It's like, what? You can just get away with stuff. Yeah. Even okay, let's let's assume, shall we, for the sake of anything, that he might even be innocent. Wouldn't you want to go and prove that? When you want to go, when you want your mum to go, hey son, get out there to the world and prove that. Yeah. And similar things with the Vatican, similar things with organised religion. It hasn't helped, has it? No. You're totally right. Where did the gold come from? Ah, oh, from the Incas and from what did they do to get that gold and the torture, yeah. conquistadors. And people say, well, that wasn't us. Well, okay, let's neutralise it then. Let's melt it all down and give it back, or let's have a different system. That's not, you can't still perpetuate that. You still can't benefit like slaves. You can't benefit off the capitalism, obviously, was born on slavery. So if you, if you were a member of those families that had slaves back in the day, you've had a laugh, you've had your fun. Now we need to equalise our society. We need to compensate reparation for those people who, who are of African origin, who were transported by our culture over to the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. God, sorry, that's, yeah. you know, but, but I'm glad that you're of the same mind. It's not because, uh, I, I don't know you. It's I, taken I generations. Uh, in my book, I write about sort of... Uh, come on, is this, this book here? Please, can I just get out so we can start getting people to, um, I don't know if this is good, I'll put it in front of my fat face. Can you see that? If not, you can do a thing with this guy yet. The happiness warrior, which is a good title in itself, and he doesn't want to be a happiness warrior. Finding your intrinsic self, it's instinctive self. Yeah, I haven't yeah. got my glasses on. Maybe she had my glasses. <laughs> the intrinsic self. Maybe that's another time. Maybe book yeah. two. The film. <laughs> this time it's intrinsic. Finding your instinctive self within Western civilization. Yeah. What a great thing to say. Keep going. What so? so basically, Western civilization. Right. Uh, the philosophy is has become external. Eastern philosophy is still internal, so it's it's the study of the self. But Western philosophy has become, we're looking at things outside of us. So I basically map out how Western civilization, where, where it is, which actually you can't map out because it is sort of in so many different places. And then I sort of bring you through the Industrial Revolution, mass production, and you can see how the work slave was born mm. and how white goods and material goods 
and uh, keep up with the neighbours, keep up with the Joneses, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how everybody yeah. sort of got drawn in to this, we must spend money, then yeah. credit came in, then debt came in, mm. and you were stuck. Yeah. You were stuck. Slaves to that machine, that doesn't, it's dysfunctional. Yeah. I got this the thing, I'm kind of trying to make a hashtag, it's not working. Um, capitalism causes climate chaos. Mm. Discuss. It's true, isn't it? It's got to be. People tra- trace it back to the industrial world. All these things that we've manufactured just because we can. There's a little thing, a bit of philosophy, maybe. Just yeah. because you can Do doesn't mean you should. Do we need an iPhone 7 yeah. after we had an iPhone 12? Oh, we'll be on that number yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone 12. We do, because obviously we make podcasts. But, <laughs> but who are you going to give them to? Well, anyone randomly. Do drug dealers need them? Do conservatives need them? Do people that aren't doing good for this planet need them no they need to have not I don't want to punish them but they, yeah but they, anyway they, they, you know I'll, I'll, I'll use the technology at hand um, while we can because everyone should have the the understanding that it's really accessible that we're not at the mercy of the oligarchs or the media uh, barons who obviously want to perpetuate a certain narrative so that they can maintain their advantage but who wants to play the game of monopoly where you know that you're never going to get off Old Kent Road. There's nothing wrong with Old Kent Road. It's been regenerated, right? Oi! Don't have a pub at the Old Kent Road. Point is, you can afford to live there now, even if you, you're probably, you know, gentrification and what have you. So the, it's a myth, isn't it? The, the, the economy, capitalism, uh, um, what is it? I was having a talk about this friend. What is it? It's about... It's not avarice as such, but the, the idea you're constantly in like a fevered state looking to find the next thing. Yes, because you, you're, you've got this hollowness inside you yeah. that you're filling with these material goods uh, and you're being persuaded to do that through very, very good ad- uh, advertising. Media, social, yeah. Apple, yeah. Gavin. But it will, it will, it no, but once then I'm using those things because why wouldn't I? Why would I? What do you want me to do? Do it on cave paintings? Yeah. Uh, guys, can you know, I can't use any media to do it because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I'm an Egypt. Here's the point. I, I want to discuss these things. People can come into our shop and get a copy of this book. How much is it? It's thirteen ninety nine. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen ninety nine. That's a yeah. good price. Sorry, I thought you said thirty ninety nine. No. And then he sued you on behalf <laughs> of the poor. But you can get subsidised ones if you can't. <laughs> I'm just making this up. Um, wow, this is amazing. Because I literally don't know anything about you, and I hadn't deliberately didn't go through this book the other day. I saw it, thought, should I? No, I'm really more interested to see just like this audience. So it it teaches you that um, you you know you're going to get a temporary sense of happiness, uh, filling that hole inside you by buying something, but it's never going to permanently make you at peace and make you happy because that is something that you have to do with your heart and your mind and, and the confidence that you are yourself uh, if you wear nice clothes down the street that might make you feel a little bit more com- comfortable but if you were in different clothes you know you're still the same person if you lost five stone um, you might feel more confident to walk through but inside your head you are still the same person so I basically use that so everybody can understand how we got to this stage of, of having this emptiness inside us. And then I basically go, these are the abilities of animals. This is how animals live their life. 
This is how they become instinctive, how they communicate on levels that are different to us. And then I start looking at our own senses and I say, we can get sunburned by the sun, but we are very far away from the sun. We don't need to touch it to be able to feel it. So that there are things out there that we can't see. Our, our vision spectrum is very small compared to the entire vision uh, spectrum and the hearing is the same. But we can use these senses and grow them. If somebody becomes blind, their sense of hearing will heighten. <coughs> so if they have the ability to heighten that sense, we all have the ability to heighten all senses. And then I start bringing it to the self, and I go, let's look at how you react to things, and then start que questioning yourself. Is this from the Western society teaching that I've been taught, or is this actually how I want to react myself? So you start to gain confidence, and I give examples, um, and go into different philosophies about uh, how the uh, Native American Indians do things, uh, how the Egyptians did things, um, and bring as many examples as I can so that people get a, a varied range of which way they want to go. Uh, one will resonate with them, and that might change at a later date. And then go into the levels of consciousness and how you can begin to rise above issues. If you were in love, your vibration is very high. You could get hit by another car, lightly, hopefully, and sort of go, that, that's okay, I'll deal with that. But if you were angry before you got hit by a car, you would react in a completely different way. So when you raise your vibration, you're able to almost sail over the issues and you don't take them personally. Yeah. So do you deal with biomes and diet and gut, gut bacteria and stuff? Uh, I don't go into that so much. Um, do you, uh, are you aware of what you think about that? Uh, I, I haven't really looked into that area. Might I suggest that you do? Mm. Really interesting. Right. It's like another sense. Okay. And that's kind of what's related to your instinct. The bacteria yeah, yeah, inside yeah. your gut. Yeah, biomes in your gut. Okay. And what, how you feed that? What you still look at me? Uh, obviously, drink a lot of alcohol. Wrong. Should be doing that. But and this is about the self awareness and, and what relationship we have with our locality, our environment. If it's all built up in floodplains, we are finished. If people keep building houses just because we want to make money on our county farms, we're finished. Biodiversity, biomes, biodiversity. The idea of us being a part of nature yes. as opposed to being apart from nature. Yeah. We have been taught necessarily, that's why we have abattoirs and everything else, that we can have, have domain over everything. It's like, come on now. We're in balance. We have to be in balance with each other on a, on a societal level, in a street level, down to your neighbours, in school or whatever, the, the, the place you choose to uh, find your co-education. Because school's been up against it. I mean, who in the right mind would wake a teenager up and get them to try and get to, to start learning at half eight? We've all been teenagers, the adults. Yeah. We know that our body clocks change when, yeah. we, when we're young, when we become teens, when we become old. They change. We know this. We know this in studies. Why do we try and get children, teenagers, young adults, to... to well, I'll tell you why, everyone, obviously, so that you can get the parents to work and be part of that mill that's yes. dis destroying our own habitat. Think about how crazy we are. Yeah. 
For what? Well, you're saying it's right, it's that thing over there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Alan Watts, uh, he's a very good philosopher. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think I have, although I might be just thinking about what's his name, Watts, who made it. He basically says this this starts from um, school. So in school, you go into year one and you work that whole time, and your, your reward is going into year two. So then you work that whole time and you're only focused on the next goal. You're missing what is happening at that particular point. Yeah. So you're missing a load of life experience. So we've been taught from childhood to reach for that next thing and yeah. not be aware of... <coughs> Conditioned, yeah. I, I, I did a little bit of... Um, Dave Corman's watching this, will probably shoot me. But anyway, I used to do an even class back in the day, in the 80s, sociology. Merton's Manifest Latent Function of Education really fascinated me. So essentially it's not what you're taught, it's how you're taught. So you're conditioned to go to the factory or to go to this building, to have a locker or a handle where you're attributed. You learn to work before you have break to play. So you get the whole conditioning of what's expected of you. And the surroundings that you're in will probably determine the surroundings that you're, you're in. Uh, now, I don't know how long you've been around Chippenham. Do you know how you feel school? Yes. Anyone, I know mean, people watch this outside Chippenham, outside the country, so it's just a school, you know, and, and to be fair, we've got good schools in Chippenham, and we work alongside them. I'm not just saying that because we work alongside them at Can Do, but that's how I know they are, because we work alongside them. But the school building itself um, was built not only on the creator of a... Of a, of a we're doing a documentary with a gentleman... A farmer who, who's, who lived in, the house, in this farmhouse for eight, six years, who was there when the bomb was dropped initially, and warned them that there was an unexploded bomb in the field. Oh! And they initially didn't believe him, and of course it was true. And it was on Sky News. I remember it happening. Them, them blowing it up. So it was basically a school, but the, the actual building itself. We went to the opening of it. Did a few educational conferences for a, a few organisations in there, and I noted that the actual interior reminded me of I couldn't think what it was and it's like oh right because I had been fortunate to work, work alongside my uh, the mother of my boys and Geese Theatre Company in prisons in my view it's like wow oh right this this is designed like a prison wow so then it turns out transpired I don't know if this is true or not but it was actually built by a company that were used to building prisons so it made sense but when I went into the project about bullying actually about the whole di- dynamic. So we had a, a whole mixed section of, of young people in this week-long project. And I asked the question, why was it that this building looked like a prison? Because they got it as well, they knew it. They said, why do you think that is? And one of the lads, bless him, he became a good friend of my son's, Luke Chandler, what a, what a legend, did films with us and everything in, in the end. But he said, um, it's to show us where we're going to go when we leave here. Oh, gosh. And I kind of simultaneously laughed as a little bit of my heart broke. Yeah. Because he weren't far along. Yeah. So why yeah. is it a lad? Yeah. Lad? It's like, kind of is true that we're, we're conditioned to, ex- to have certain expectations. You know, what's the lottery? But one of those things, yeah, no, you can have all these things that you're not used to, you know, cars and take you out of your, your, your communities and you'll live what? Where will you live when you, when you, when you, when you win all this, as they say, tax on hope? Um, the fact that they can make 
profit out of that is kind of disgusting. I know that it's given to good causes. Good causes. Why, why, why don't we take all, all that money from our taxes? Instead of people burying money in foreign lands and offshore accounts and, and selling us duff deals with green sills of this world and your David Camerons, who are getting £7 million for selling or trying to bail out a company that he must have instinctively, allegedly, or maybe, in my opinion, thought... This is going nowhere, but we're going to get more money out of the, uh, out of the taxpayers at a time when we can least afford it. Right. It's an illusion. There's no such thing as money, really. They pretend it. And where do we see it? We see the amount that we can get from our bank. And maybe we, 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 we attribute a, a set of figures or wherever it is to the idea of the value of where we live or our rent or wherever it is. But in truth, we've been sold a debt, haven't we? Yes, because uh, if everybody in the town of Chippenham went to withdraw all their money from the bank yeah. at the same time, <coughs> yeah. it could never happen because the bank doesn't totally. hold it totally. there. It, yeah. It's numbers, it's and we get totally. obsessed by yeah. these numbers. And distracted by numbers. And distracted, yes. Anyone wants to um, understand what happened in the last um, crash, because they're inevitable. You can't possibly, you know, that's why capitalism doesn't work. So, on what basis? On, on a side note, though, I did hear today on the radio that they reckon if you live a life with purpose, I don't know how they work out these things, but imagine people like yourself, intelligent people who go and think, wait a minute, if you have a life of purpose, you're likely to live, all things being considered, eight years longer than you would if you didn't, so if you're day-to-day, whatever, if you work for one of those investment banks in any of the capitalist things, bless you, I'm not trying to have a go at you and think you're bad people, but you're not doing yourselves, your soul, your uh, your emotions, your mental health, you know it. Um, you can't, but how many cars can you drive, how many houses can you really exist in? Where is the value in life it is if it isn't in in relationships? In relationships with yourself and with everyone else, you know yourself, don't you? Show show me a millionaire who's uh, happy fully all the time. You'll probably find more people that are that are that have a lack of money that are happier because they've got their family supporting. They've got the values right because they have plenty of choice. It doesn't always happen, does it? it? Doesn't always happen just because you happen to be so say on the borderline or struggling materialistically that you can forge, you know, we work with lots of dysfunctional families for all sorts of reasons, and not just, not just an economic, socio-economic scenario, it's all sorts of stuff, all the things you've mentioned and more. But you have to ask yourself, do you want that or do you need that? Do you really need it? Or uh, you need to add that now. We, 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 okay, so I'd say that the, because of the, the, of, the, of the media barons and everything else, um, algorithms, Facebook... All the things that this is going out on. All those things that this is going out on. That's why we're putting out on all these things. TikTok and everything else. If that's where all the other information that gets people buying stuff they don't need, agreeing to things that they haven't really thought through, not because they're dumb, you know, I'm as dumb as they come. I just happen to be essentially really, really charming and good looking. It's the only... I've got a great person. What? Why, why are you laughing? You're actually married to me. <laughs> I mean, if you don't agree with that, I am. I'm finished. I mean, it used to be Rebecca, obviously, I couldn't have that conversation with Rebecca, who's, bless her, she's watching this, well done, Rebecca. But it's that, isn't it? Where's that, why is that not discussed in school? Then you wouldn't have to worry so much about mental health, because everyone would be on a level going, right, we have a certain amount of resources that we can naturally replenish if there's certain types, others you can't replenish. So why would we invest in a whole type, and then you've got the, 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 the natural resources that actively destroy our whole 
um, chance. Ours, though, just, you know, everyone out there. It's not, we're not being friends of the earth, we're not being kind to the planet. The planet don't care. Has one sort of parasite on it or another. It will just spin in space. As long as the sun's shining and whatever else, we're not getting hit by a massive meteor, all things being equal, but we'll still, we'll still just blow up like a white dwarf, small dwarf, Ken Dodd and Diddy Man. I don't know. Here's the crack. In that time there that we've got, we've only got one existence. I don't know what you think about the afterlife. Uh, we'll talk about it maybe, but here's my crack. doesn't matter if there is an afterlife or not. What's the difference? What are you going to do? Put everything on hold until hopefully you, ha you have an afterlife, or are you going to do your best in this life? And what's the best? And it goes back to those instincts. We know instinctively, don't we? Even as I talked to Tom Deegan, my son today about that. Nice one, Tom. About the idea of studies around um, even small kids knowing the difference between good and the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do, etc., etc. Yeah. And that's about instinct, and that's about that. We don't need a Bible or any other no. interpretation. And you say, well, about this book? Well, I think it's good when we share songs, we share art, we share our thoughts in books, so that everyone can go, all oh, right, yeah, I just had this minute with you, moment with you. So I can hi. Hello. There's an echo chamber, my own echo chamber. Here you go. Because you're writing down your thoughts and... and, and depending on where someone c comes at this and they think, well, what the hell is this? Like metaphysics, what is that? And you explain it lovely and it's like, great, they get it and they look at your, your book and hopefully they'll have a better understanding of both of you, but also because of the nature of what you're trying to do of themselves and the context that they're in. Yes. And they, what better way to recalibrate your life and have a better chance of looking at yourself, your own personal mental health, your emotional health, your, your spiritual well-being and... In our, in our logo for Candle Arts for Sustainable Development, when you look at the Venn diagram of, a, of, a, of what a sustainable system looks like, it is about taking the environment, the economy and society's thoughts and views into equal consideration. If you don't contravene the environmental aspect of it, you can survive. You've got oxygen, you haven't destroyed the ozone layer, etc., etc., hopefully. Although we're well on the way to doing that. Extinction Rebellion, well done. Here we go. Um, but when I started getting into this, and I was led into it by, <laughs> led into it, we'll put, it, put a hood on my, and beat me, um, about combining the arts to explore sustainable development. I've had amazing yeah. mentors and, and brilliant people, Dr. Mark Everard, Bill Turner, A. Powell, lots of people that got me along that line. Um, and so many more great things, Jonathan Park, lots of people I was really felt very um, blessed, whatever the word is, to have met and to, to, to have listened to. But I thought, you know, you need to look at the mental, physical and spiritual you have mind, have have body, spirit. Yeah. It is exactly yeah. the same thing. You need to keep everything healthy. Yeah. Um, the the mind. I start to introduce uh, meditation, and that you can. You don't have to be sitting on top of the mountain, looking like yeah. somebody who's been sat there for hours yeah, yeah. in order to meditate. You can do art. Yeah. That is a form yeah. of meditation. Cool. It is a light meditation. Well, you do it all day. You do it yeah. all. Running. It's things that switch your running. mind uh, off <laughs> to the random thoughts. We have lots yeah. and lots of junk thoughts uh, that 
the way our mind works is we've got our conscious awareness, we've got our unconscious awareness, and we've got almost like a collective conscious awareness. So we sort of, the information that we take into our conscious awareness gets fed into the main computer, which is our subconscious, and sometimes that throws that back into our head. The movies that we watch, that is entering our subconscious because the information is coming at such a speed, we don't have time to process it, and it's going almost straight into our, our subconscious. And we're in a, a zombified state and we're being programmed uh, in that way as well. So we really need to sort of look at um, mind, body and spirit. And body is effectively the earth and our environment. Uh, we're connected to that. We all live on the earth. So we all have that in common. You know, yes, we are individuals, and we are here to sort of feed that super, super computer, which is the collective, uh, which is just sort of picking up information. And we're not separate, because if we're all connected to that super, super computer, we are all connected in a way. And if we live on the same Earth, the same planet, effectively the same house, we are all connected in that way as well. Absolutely. There's no real thing about countries, their illusions. Um, community, community, that's what we, we can do, have been trying to express when we do community consultations up and down the country or what have you. Community, community, that which unifies us commonly. All the things you just said. Not flags, not football teams, no. not you know, the idea is that, you know, in truth, we have been set up so that when we voice or show our, our, our distaste in life, our frustration, essentially, we do it to each other or to the lesser or to the other. So we might, you know, what, when I grew up, it was the Irish. Can you imagine what a bad mistake that was? Now it's Muslims, bless them all, right? So it, it will always change. It's like 1984. It will always change because it's all delusionary. Organised religions against this organised religion. If you're so religious, why would you want to go and kill people, any of you? The Catholics did plenty of it, let alone the, the sexual abuse of children, which goes on all the time, and many other churches as well. So why, 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 you know, so let's get rid of that, because that's exactly where the game's being played. We are being trained to hate each other, as opposed to, and I don't want to hate anyone, I don't believe in violence, it doesn't work, it's really retrograde. We need to embrace people like Boris Johnson and whoever makes decisions. He has been abandoned emotionally as a child to go into a boarding school, etc. And you can see what it's done to him. You can see what it's done to him. I feel for him. Yeah. People think I'm joking. I've said all sorts of things about him over the years. The more I think about it, the more I can see. But unfortunately, because he doesn't connect on a spiritual level, yeah. um, and they think, well, blah, 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 blah. who needs that when you've got a whiff, laugh, and woof, woof, and woohoo. Um, well you do everyone does and when you don't do that and you think I'm oh, just playing this game winning this game what are you doing you keep getting divorced you keep having kids that you can't be talking about and keep getting threatened with divorce or you're, you're compromising your life because of some real basic human instincts and it's about the avarice and it's, I'm not blaming him still, still not blaming him and I'm not blaming uh, the royal family either they can't help it I know people, members of the aristocracy they, they were just born weren't they they're just human beings but for us collectively we need to kind of like um, recalibrate obviously we've got to do our own home personal work but it's hard to do that in a society sometimes when people in power either aren't that well informed or aren't that well connected and they are playing the old games 
There is no more. That's what our Unlock Reset Festival is about. So unlock, unlock our minds, unlock yeah. the society, unlock everything. Thing, but do not go back to the same ways. Yeah. If you just keep burning fossil fuels, you keep doing the average thing and go do that. So wake up. When you didn't go to work, if you weren't a key worker during the pandemic, know the value of your work. If you weren't a key worker, know the true value of it. When it push comes to shove, what were you expected to do? What were you doing? I'm not accusing you of anything, but if you were working for a local council, for instance, which is my, 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 where my focus is on at the moment, you've got to look at your value. If you're a councillor or you're a council worker, how much are you getting paid and what were you really doing? Were you directly affecting the lives of the most needy? Such and such. Capitalist. What were you doing when you were going mad in the pandemic, even with all your riches, you couldn't go out and play with them and you thought, what is the value? Why am I doing this? What am I? You all thought that. We all thought that. I think people. the lockdowns have had a real impact on people. Um, first of all, I, I wasn't very appreciative of the clap for the NHS because the bin men were still picking up the bins. Uh, the people in the thought supermarket were still well. working yeah. in the supermarket. That's what our, our thing was, exactly that. All the key workers, the Odd Lot Reset Festival, to celebrate all the people key workers, etc., that got through the pandemic. Yes. And I've said it in, I used to write, as I say, the article for the Gazette and Herald, and you'll see it if you look in, the, in their things. There's, I mentioned the sewer workers, the refuge people, nothing to do. This is years the before. The delivery drivers. The drivers, but before the pandemic, always. Who does the sewers? No one yeah. wants to deal with their own shit, yeah. do they? They don't. And we should be grateful about that. Yes. And now you can say, well, that's council. We are council. Council's not the people. We all share this planet, we share this town, we can't have endless amount of growth. Growth doesn't work endlessly. How could it possibly? That means the whole earth would have to be covered in buildings if growth. Our houses we currently occupy would end up, whatever you pay for them, would eventually have to all be, be cost a billion pounds. It doesn't work. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the lack of, and it's no one's fault, but we now, this is, should be, and it's happened after major, a major. Uh, free fridges or whatever you call it in in history, after the pan, after the Black Death, it was endless surfacing. After the First World War, working class people started thinking more about their right to vote for men, let alone uh, women, and women didn't get it till much later. We weren't putting up with it, and, they, and the, those that were in power, the elites, and started thinking, well, they're actually armed and dangerous now. We we kind of got to give in a few things. It's like, no, we need to totally recalibrate. Yeah, and I think the lockdowns have helped because people were forced to isolate themselves yeah. and uh, now is a point where people can get out and they're realising how, how valuable that physical, just being around other people is. Yeah. It is so important because this is part of the body of the mind, body, spirit. Uh, it, it is the mind and the body. It, it's almost those two merging. You're having uh, you know, conversations with people and they're really there. It's nice if you could do it on Zoom or something, but to have the physical presence yeah. next to you. I had to put my dog down a few weeks ago, and it was like, the presence is not there anymore, yeah. you know? You, you still, and sometimes you think, am I missing him because I don't see him, or is it because his physical presence mm -hmm. isn't in the same places that it used to be? So I'm sort of encouraging people to go to the park and, and built a whole new uh, group of friends because we want to get out, we want to do these things. Uh, we want to be together and we're meeting in the middle of the week and we're doing all these things and we're talking, we're discussing. All new friends <coughs> everywhere. So 
almost in a way, the lockdowns have made people realize that it's not about money. Revalue. Yeah, the majority of people it. survived it. it. Yeah. Uh, they probably got paid. Yes, yeah. there were some bad things that you know a lot of people didn't get paid, but pretty much everybody's out in shops. Certain people got paid too much. Mr. Hancock, how's your sister? Um, David Cameron, how's your soul? How's your conscience? Um, yeah, I thought that, but I'm worried now that people are going to just be so grateful for the basic deal that they were sold before. Go to the pubs. I love going to pubs, don't get me wrong, but just go, oh, yeah, we go to pubs now. And we go to football and we do It's like, yeah, but how are we getting there? Holidays. Are people crazy? Isn't it? Like, why would anyone consider, unless it was necessary, going on well, a foreign holiday? The planes never stopped flying. They Is never it? stopped flying from day one. So they were still moving people from here. Uh, moving disease from there and here. That's why capitalism works. When, when you're faced with a pandemic, you make decisions based on what you think your financial outcome will be. Yeah. Where's your finance when you're dead? And all these unnecessary deaths. And I did, again, we have, to, we have to review it and we have to never make the same mistakes again. Party politics, dead. Can't if you, if you look at all the decisions made on a local basis. Uh, free school meals. Look at Michelle Donlan's um, voting habit and James Gray's. Look at their voting habits. Look at. Uh, tell me if you personally agree that you don't think that that um, families should get free school meals in all the holidays. If you know, it's not, think about it. We talk about children having the ability to just have the basics of food, and anyone out there that thinks that they're having a laugh on the, based on the state, look at the royal family. Anywho. I'm going to call it here. I'd like what I'd like to do. Are you so you're available most days? Most days, yeah. Well, no, because it'd be really good for this festival for you just to be here and talk to people, and we should mm. continue this and we can have this conversation because yeah. it covers all areas. So, we're going to do that. I don't know when this is going now. We can make another one, make well. another one, but we can yeah. also then film this to, to, during this time and do a bit of singing and having a crack, doing a bit of conversation and, and other people joining in. But it's absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. So, I'll well, leave it there. I don't know what time it is, but I'm aware that we've got... Three. I can see on your watch. You can. <laughs> like, I can look at my own watch. Right, Maya, our oh, pleasure. It's our anniversary today. Oh, yeah. Our pleasure. Thank you. A pleasure working with oh, you today, my, my darling. Likewise. Thank you, and congratulations. <laughs> yes. Dr. Claire. Dr. Claire Hensley. Where do you come from? Um... Oh, I was just filling it out on my thing, we're not listening. <laughs> it was um, Amersham in Buckinghamshire. Really? Where did you um, come? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you talked to me before yeah. about you having worked in California. California. I lived in well. California. Yeah, that's right. So that the the transatlantic thing, that's what it was. Yeah. Amersham. Right, okay, well, I'm glad we established that. Maybe you were asking the same questions. But listen, thanks everyone. Thanks everyone at Emory Gate. Thanks to all the people that helped run the show, the social level of positivity. Thanks to Maya. Thanks to Candu. Thanks to Donna and everyone. And congratulate uh, Joe on their new baby, Joe and John, on their new August. Congratulations. Anyway, love and peace, everyone. Love and peace. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Messing with you.